Hello, and welcome to season two of our podcast, The Midnight Ramblings. I am Carrie Ofstein Rosenthal, and I'm with my dear friend from Ladue Junior High, Jenny Silverstein. If you are joining us for the first time and you are wondering what this is all about, Jenny and I are two menopausal friends who can no longer sleep at night. So we decided that the best thing to do would be to create a podcast about what we and others think about when we can't sleep. So as we like to say, let's get rambling. (laughs) Oh, I like that. Well, our next guest is someone near and dear to my heart, someone who is akin to a sister. I have known Sharon Joyner for many years, and she is one of the kindest, most thoughtful, spiritual, and loyal people I've ever met. Not only has Sharon spent 35 years as a personal fitness trainer and a long-distance runner who has run the Pikes Peak Marathon too many times to count, she is one of the most hardworking and dedicated moms I've ever met. Sharon was born and raised in Oklahoma and has been married to her husband, Price, for 24 years. She's a mom to her daughter, Megan, a Broadway theater major, and her son, Caleb, diagnosed with Down syndrome. Sharon has dedicated much of her life to advocating for her son, always discovering new ways to better his life and create new possibilities for both her son, Caleb, and her daughter, Megan. 17 years ago, Sharon moved from Oklahoma to Woodland Park, Colorado, to experience a better quality of life. Her husband, Price, built their family home where her and Price still reside with their son, Caleb. Sharon's home sits at a whopping 9,700 feet. Despite the altitude, she loves it, the snow, nature, wildlife, most of all the peaceful surroundings where she lives. Sharon is a big believer in the power of prayer and how incredibly powerful it can be in shaping and changing people's lives. So Sharon, with that introduction, I'm going to ask you the same question I ask all of our guests. What have you been thinking about when you either are falling asleep or you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't sleep? I don't know about you guys, but when I kind of get awake around that four o'clock time, when my mind starts going, I'm laying there in bed and yeah, then thoughts start coming at my mind. If they're good good thoughts, I'm fine with that, obviously. But when, when the enemy comes at me, I'm like, all right, you know, shake my head. I'm like, come on, get out of my head. And, <laughs> and then I say, this is ridiculous. And I have to get myself up out of bed, you know, because, you know, the crazy thoughts start coming and I have to rebuke those. One of the things that my mother, uh, she's now been passed for three and a half years now, but a uh, wonderful Christian. She, um, she's, you know, she used to tell me, uh, you know, Sharon, because she was just ask Jesus, just, just say, Jesus, come help, whether it's good or bad, you know, just Jesus, come help. And can you talk a little bit about what that part of yourself, how that um, has added to your life or what, just what that process is like for you? Being raised uh, with um, an alcoholic father, um, we never had alcohol at the house. He would go to the local bar and then he would come home. Uh, and who, oh, at this time, we lived, moved to the farm, which belonged to my dad's family. And um, so, anyway, kind of speed forward here. Uh, my mother was the one that took the, took the lead on everything. I mean, she was everything. She was mom, she was dad, she was you know, everything. Uh, 
to us girls. And um, so she took us to church every Sunday. And, uh, and I uh, received Jesus in my heart when I was four years old. And doesn't make it all perfect, you know. Uh, he's the only one that's perfect, you know. Um, we all sin every day. And that's why we have to just, you know, I have to, you know, come to grips with that. Like, okay, show me the way how to do this day today, Lord, because I don't, I don't seem to have it. <laughs> how does he show you? Well, I mean, you know, um, like I get... It might be through a, uh, a scripture that I read, um, a devotion I read, uh, one of my meditations that I, I like the Abide app. <laughs> I listen to that and uh, I really enjoy that. It's kind of, it, you know, there's different seasons for in everybody's life of what is going to help them. And for me, it's right now, it's uh, meditations, <clears throat> excuse me, meditations and uh, just, uh, you know, going to the Lord in prayer and I mean, he is my go-to. Um, I don't rely on Christ for any of that. I mean, I go to him for, you know, getting, you know, I look for, I look for God's confirmation and things. Sharon, I'm just wondering how this um, belief has helped you as a mom of a Down syndrome child. I couldn't have done this without Jesus. No way. I mean, that's just... Yeah, that's it. That's it. I had, I had, um, Caleb and I already had my faith. How old were you? If you don't mind my asking. I was uh, 38 when I had Megan. I was 39 when I had Caleb. Yeah. But they're 14 months apart. So I didn't know I was having a Down syndrome baby. (laughs) So, but even with Megan and at my age at that time, when I had her, he said, well, if anything just shows up, uh, in the ultrasound with Megan, he was, then we'll do a test. Well, nothing showed up with Megan. She's, she was full term. Nothing showed up even with Caleb. He was full term. Even when they did ultrasounds, I mean, the, you know, he had three, he had three holes in his heart and two were, two, uh, were pretty minute. They were like pin, like we call them pinholes. And the third one was a little larger. And it, so the first, the, so there's three and so two started getting scar scar tissue um built over them really quickly after birth and the third one um filled up within a year so he doesn't have a typical down syndrome heart which we're thankful what is what is a typical down syndrome down syndrome heart would be just you know basically uh like he would have if he did like it's all those holes especially that third one and that did not, <clears throat> excuse me, he uh, he, uh, he would have had to have heart surgery or, you know, complications, things like that. His complications that he had right off the bat with birth was, um, first, we didn't know we had, we had Down syndrome baby, but he, um, he came out blue, like purple blue. So he came out and he wasn't really breathing. And so that's the whole purpleness in the body and, and everything. And uh, so they uh, he, they laid him on my chest and and then he let out one wham and that was it. And they scooped him up because he wasn't breathing. They grab him, they take him across the hall. My feet are still in the stirrups, man. And oh. um, oh my, God. my sister 
my middle sister's there, my Price is there, my husband. Um, so those only family members right at that time that were with me. And I looked at Price and I said, go across the hall, see what's going on. Because, you know, I can't hear him crying. And uh, so he went over there and ran over there and he, and he came back. My feet are still in the stirrups, by the way. <laughs> so, oh my God. And so I, you know, he comes back and he says, it looks like something from ER over there. He goes, you know, one med tech just ran into the crash cart and spilt everything, tubes go flying and breaking. And oh it, it was going, things were going pretty crazy across the hall, which, you know, and they finally resuscitated him and, and brought him back over to me. And <clears throat> uh, uh, he, uh, they laid him in my arms. I know you can see me, but um, for the audience, um, they put his head in my right arm. And so I had a hold of him. His little head was in my right arm. And uh, he took his little right hand. And the doctor, so that's the way Caleb was laying in my arms. And the doctor came and he pats me on the sh on my left shoulder and kind of rubs it and pats me. And he, he says, well, to me about three times. And uh, he says, well, and my older sister by this time, Lyra, she, um, she just got there. And so she, my doctor's patting on the shoulder, loving on me. And he says, well, and he says, well, and he's loving on me. And he says, he just said, well, we think he might have the characteristics of Down syndrome. And uh, I just looked up at him when he said that. And, um, and it wasn't a denial thing. I wasn't in a denial. Um, it was that faith thing. And I looked at him. I went and shook my head and I kind of said it under my breath. But uh, and I was looking down at Caleb and and I said, nope, not this baby. Nope. You know, not like loud, but I said, you know, no, not this baby. No. Nope. And um, right about that time when I had a hold of Caleb like that and hold him. That child, he put his little hand on my left arm, patted my arm, oh my and, and rubbed my arm. Oh. He rubbed my arm and he patted me like, it's going to be okay, Mom. We're going to make it. I can't even. Christ scooped him up and then dedicated him to the Lord. And When he patted your arm, yes. you think about that now. Oh, yeah. How, in what way is he still patting your arm and telling oh. you? One thing I say about Megan and Caleb, about one of the prayers I say over them, Lord, thank you for when people see Megan and Caleb's eyes, they see your eyes. When they see Megan and Caleb's smile, they see your smile, Lord. When they see their heart, they see your heart, Lord. And that's how I pray over them. And um, uh, with Caleb, it's his, definitely his smile. Um, and, and, uh, He's not as not as loving like he like I want him to be. Like, you know, every mom wish that they could still have that cuddle time. And so cherish every moment you get with your kids to have a little one, even if it's they're on the other end of the couch and you're on one end of the couch and you know, cherish those times because it's just it goes way too fast. How old is Caleb now? He's 19. My question to you is you had your faith, you dedicated him to the Lord. Right. 
um, in that moment. And then as he, as he started growing, and I'm sure you saw developmental issues of some kind, which I'd love for you to discuss because I don't really understand all of the developmental issues of Down syndrome children. So if you could mm -hmm. just even explain that. How did you then handle those difficulties, even though you had given him to the Lord, even though you had, you know, how did, how did that, how did that work? Well, that's, that's very good. Nicely put. <laughs> um, well, I say, you know, we're, we're getting ready to go on, we're getting ready to hit 20 years, you know? So now we're coming into him getting ready to be 20. I'm 20 years into it now. You know, I can always tell you, you know, to other mothers or fathers even, uh, or the single mom and dads that are out there fighting and being that advocate for their their uh, special needs kiddo, whether it's Down syndrome or autism, or some people even have autistic and Down syndrome children. You know, when we were at the hospital, um, oh gosh, we were there a little over a week. It felt like a month. You know, God really blessed us in a way of of um, they have these dorm rooms that are right outside the NICU unit that are for parents that are about to lose a baby well there was a there was a room that came available so no one was using it and they said you all can stay in that little dorm room and it was just a very small it was like this couch I'm sitting on and like it pulled out I was just thankful to have it because we would you know Megan was being taken care of by my mom and yeah Caleb had to also have well his blood his red blood cells were too thick and so that meant that the red blood cells were going through the brain and the heart too slow. So they had to um, uh, thin the blood and they uh, do that um, by going through the belly button and doing a little, I think this is real, real good and important information for people that are listening, uh, that um, never be afraid to ask questions when you're in the hospital. When you are having you know, a, a nurse or a doctor or a med tech or someone like that. And, you know, or they're, they're not, their bedside manner is horrible, <laughs> you know? And um, the only reason why I know that is because good, good friend of our families was working in NICU unit that weekend, this particular weekend. And uh, Julie is her name. And uh, I told Priceline talked to Julie and she said, look, guys, if you don't write it down, if you don't put it in writing about Dr. So-and-so and, you know, lacticianist and the social worker, you know, I mean, it, things were, I wouldn't say things were terrible, terrible, but, you know, it's just asking the question, you know, and then and when you ask the questions and they're not going to give you the, the answers right away, then, you know, and how, their bedside manner treated you. Uh, it was just, it was just kind of unfor. It, it felt unforgiving, but that's what that's where your that's where my faith comes in, and you do have to forgive and move on. But you have to still, you know what I mean. You have to use wisdom and and knowledge. And the, and one, for, I won't say any names because uh, I really can't remember anyway. To be honest. <laughs> but anyway, we hadn't known. We didn't know yet if. Uh, about Caleb, if he was trisomy 21 yet. This what was like day, it's like day three. And trisomy 21, that means Down syndrome? 
Yes, that's an extra, extra, extra chromosome. So we're born, we're all born with 46. Okay. He was born with one extra that may, that makes up the Down syndrome. Okay. Yeah. So he was born with one extra. Um, and so um, I just remember us, uh, you know, coming from the little dorm room in and going to scrub up <clears throat> there in the you know, IC unit and scrub up, you know, all that. And we're right next to another family that husband and wife that are going to go see their little tiny baby. And, you know, everybody's just kind of, you know, we were nice enough. We love, we try to love on everybody. And I think that's how you get that back as well. And uh, so anyway, uh, we were waiting for the news to, uh, to hear his diagnosis. And uh, this doctor, she, uh, so Mr. and Mrs. Joyner, by the way, um, your son is trisomy 21. He has Down syndrome. I, I mean, you know, you could, could have just knocked the, you know, the floor right, out of, right underneath me. I, She said that and it was almost like she said that and just kind of barely kind of talked with us and went on her way. I just, you know, I was like, it, did that just really happen? Did, you know, are you kidding me? You know? Wow. And, and so, yep, she got wrote up. <laughs> so, Good. and uh, then my other experience that I had with Caleb there and in, in the Nick unit was um, Price had to go move out, move the car for some reason. Anyway, he had to go move the car. So it was just me. You know, I'm just sitting on a stool and I'm leaning over and I'm just, you know, loving on Caleb just leaning. I'm just looking at him because I can't touch him. And this uh, social worker comes up. Well, we just, I just need to get a, a few things, you know, from you. Um, you know, so I'm leaning over Caleb, right? Looking. And she asked me these questions that, that has not, has not changed since I got there. She said, um, uh, is your address still the same? And is your phone number, you know, and I just, man, I put my hand up like this, you know, like, stop you know like like I just said to and I looked up at her and I said look nothing's changed since I've walked in this door I said if you have anything else to say to me I said you can wait and tell me later I said I'm sorry but I'm just here to love on my son and good for you get out of my face before I rip your head off <laughs> so, uh, so that was another one that was another incident and um you know with him being with the low oxygen and everything and he was so clogged up and he wanted to nurse but he was suffocating when every time he would try to nurse and he couldn't breathe and so they finally got that out of him there I mean Price got on it real quick he was the go man on the computer, you know, uh, you know, checking out where were, where, where's going to be the best resources, uh, you know, the best monies, what, what we can do as a family. Um, you know, we both knew we loved Colorado. And uh, so that, uh, that led us here, you know, um, we had, we had one couple that we knew here. So as Caleb got older mm -hmm. and you know, you saw him with friendships. How, how did that go? How did school go as he got older? And how did you handle that? And how did you remain? So I know you gave him to God, but did you feel angry at, at all? 
Yeah. Well, I would say going in into it, you know, like like a lot of moms that will take their children to Mother's Day out or something like that. I did put, I did throw myself, you know, my first year was hard um, as far as like moving up here, living in a rent house while we were building this house. So uh, it, it was hard on me to, to connect. And I thought, you know, the only way I'm going to be able to do this is, um, you know, like get involved. So I'm not that kind of person really, but I did it. I did it. I thought, well, I don't know anybody. So, you know, other than Marianne, Marianne Wayne. So uh, it, was a little, it was tough, that part of it was tough. Um, and um, as he grew up and uh, he saw Megan and him were so close, you know, with age that she was always nearly with him through the school years. So, uh, but I always advocated, I always, uh, always made sure I had a volunteer uh, badge to go into the schools, you know, and be a volunteer. And it's just my way in. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And I'm being totally honest about that. I mean, I volunteered a little bit. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but I mean, that was just my way in. You know, I had my volunteer badge. I could come into the school when I wanted. I could go check on him when I wanted. They don't. They don't like that. I don't know a school that does like that. Uh, you didn't make an appointment. You can't come in my classroom. That kind of thing. How was he able to function? In the classroom, was he in special ed? Did they have special ed, or was yeah, we kept he... him always inclusive? So he was in mainstream education. And we kept him inclusive, and then they would take him out um, um, because that's part of the school with the with the special needs part. Mm-hmm. Is that he got speech? He got speech with the school. He got you know every you know OT. He got physical therapy. Uh, you know. Uh, they would pull him out of the se- out of the class session. Uh, those different therapists would and um, and take him one on one or with another student and work with him. You have friend like lots of friends or everybody knew Caleb. <laughs> yes. Um, now, like, like trick or treating. Did he go trick or just since it's Halloween today? Like, did he go trick or treating with his friends? Did you take him? No. Um, we the like. We didn't really belong to this church, but um, but they had a lot of festivities and things like that. And um, we always just called it Harvest Day. And um, we always told Megan and Caleb they couldn't, you know, don't you can you can dress up, but you know, just no scary outfits, you know. And uh, the church at the community church uh, would have like a carnival, and that was fun. Caleb's a he's very good at throwing. So he's he's very good with, with with like a ball. I mean, like he he went over to this one game. I'm I can't even remember what age he was. He was young, and he grabbed up the ping pong balls and and they said, okay, now just toss them into that little bowl over there. And he just went doink doink doink. doink. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but um, you know, but go, growing up through school years and going through these IEP meetings, those are wretched, man. Those are tough. And um, they can be really tough at times. And I can remember a couple of them for sure. And as you think, as you think back at, uh, at all of those, those meetings and you look at Caleb now, yeah. um, 
what comes to your mind now? Like you're at a different stage of your life. He's 19. Um, he's still living with you guys. Um, and is, is he, what is he up to now? And sort of what, what is going well, through? Right now he's in a, um, a transition program. They, that's what they call it. Um, so once you, um, so is he still with the school system? Uh, he gets to be in the school system up until he's 21. Um, and this transition program, uh, there's a couple ladies, um, and right now he's, him and another young man, uh, are in this program and this other young man, um, and, um, Connor works part-time at, um, or just a couple hours, I should say, um, at one of the local restaurants, and so they will, um, take Caleb and Connor in the van and they'll shuttle Connor to, to his place. And uh, one of the workers will kind of hang and be with him. I mean, transition pe people. And um, Caleb will be at that time. Right now, like there's only just a couple of them, you know, so then Caleb really gets one-on-one -on -one time with uh, uh, whichever lady is with him. And uh, so he, he's learning all kinds of uh, like uh, just, everything from kitchen, being, how to wash his dishes, how to uh, clean the toilets, how to, you know, clean the bathroom, uh, those kinds of things. Um, not that he wouldn't want to do that here, but, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a little different story when you're at home, right? <laughs> but, you know, but if, but, you know, they're, they've got a different technique, a different way, and, it, and it's, um, you know, I haven't really shadowed that yet. I haven't, been over there to uh, shadow his day. Uh, his day normally on a typical day would be 8.30 to 2.30. And so, um, and that's four days a week. Next year, he tapers down to three days a week. Not, maybe the time might be the same, I guess. And then by that time, by this time next year, um, you know, he'll have some sort of little job place to go. Uh, we've always said he'd like to go to uh, track might like tractor supply because he likes to go in there and push the cart and get the dog food and and I said I think he, he's really good at matching and you know he's good at a lot of things but you know I think he's good at I think he'd be good at like putting the cans on the shelves you know and matching the cat food or the dog food or whatever. Sharon I just uh, wanted if you could speak to a little bit about your support system and who got you through this. I know you, your mom, uh, you lost your mom a couple of years ago, yeah. but you have um, a, a support oh, system. Oh, I miss her every day. I mean, Sarah's I call her every day. Yeah. And also with Price, how he supported you through this. Couldn't have done it without him. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Very, very true. Back in Tulsa before we moved up here. So we moved up here just right after Caleb's second birthday. He had just turned two. I was I was without Caleb one day and probably my mom or maybe Christ gave me a break. I don't know, someone gave me a break. And I went to have coffee, go get a coffee and sit at a coffee shop. And at that time, um, that's when the Lord, you know, the Lord just puts certain people in your lives, you know? And, uh, and I, uh, 
I feel that way about Jenny and I, you know, and, and, uh, and he also takes people out of your, out of your life, you know, for, for reasons. And we may not ever know the reasons why, uh, you know, but I would say seasons, you know, there, there's a season for that and there's a season for this. And, uh, I walked in this co uh, the coffee shop one day there in Tulsa there, and I just kind of glanced over and I saw this, his mother, uh, young mother, um, it turned out to be um, my friend, Aaron. Um, I mean, I didn't know her then. <laughs> We're total strangers then. But uh, she had her little Down syndrome baby, uh, Taylor, with her. And I am real careful of asking people or how I word things. And, I was, and so I walked over and I said, you know, I said, um, is your baby by any chance special needs or, you know, might as, may have put it like that. And Aaron's very bubbly and you would never, you would never know if that girl had a bad day because <laughs> she's mm -hmm. so bubbly. And she's like, oh, well, yeah. And, did you, and I, I you know, you know, here comes the wallet. You know, that's back when we all carried wallets and pictures. And, you know, here, let me show you my baby. You know, <laughs> you know the scroll. <laughs> <laughs> and she just thought that was great. And our babies are real close in age. She's Taylor is half year older than Caleb. Um, not, you know, not by too much. Um, and we became really great friends, still are. We still ping off each other, different things. And uh, but uh, that was we were, we were the first ones that started the um and they're in Tulsa, uh, a little group for Down Center babies <laughs> to like the moms would get together and just meet at like Aaron's house, who's gonna host it. And so it just kind of grew. It went, it went from three Down Center babies to we had like five. I have this really cute picture. Uh, Grace is my tree, Christmas tree every year. And it's a little circle of all their little heads, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a little Aww. circle on the ground. <laughs> um, but yeah, about the support system, as far as like, uh, like Aaron was a great resource, great support system, still is to this day. We're still close, very, very close. Um, but I had gone to this um, church. It wasn't a, it wasn't a church thing. It wasn't, you know, it was just a, an open invitation to moms that had special needs children. And um, I kind of felt like I was kind of like, like someone was kind of tapping me on the back going, you know, go, go, go try it out. Even Price was kind of, you know, wanting me to go, to go see what it was about. And if I needed, needed that, if I needed to be in it. Uh, well, I think about, about four or five times, it wasn't really what I needed. And what I needed was someone to, you know, just to be there and pray with me. Um, what the, this is a short question. Well, maybe, and then I have another one. What would what you would describe that he has certain gifts? What would you say his greatest gifts are? There again, that all that all just comes out of him, out of his face. He glows. Uh, he radiates, and not all the time, but <laughs> but that's uh, yeah, that's one of his gifts. Is you know, like last yes, last night's a perfect example. Uh, 
taking him somewhere. If there's music playing, this kid wants to be right there in the thick of it. And we always get people tell us, you know, either we're leaving or they're leaving or whatever along crossing ways here. And people, I just loved your son. It was so fun to watch him dance and enjoy himself and, you know, and all that. And, and so he brightened someone else's day. Sounds like he has a real joy of life. He knows he how does. to He absolutely life. does, yeah. And he, you know, my one fun, fun fact, one fun fact about Caleb, he learned to ski before he walked. And with Down syndrome, it's hard for them to make mind and knee and pick up their knee and walk. It's hard for Down syndrome babies to do like a typical baby. And uh, they want to. They just can't, you know, quite get it. And therapy started really early with him as a baby, as a baby, <laughs> you know, and uh, we got free therapy all the way up to three. And then, then the government paid people came in anyway, but yeah, so he learned to ski before he walked and that following, we were already up here, obviously. And um, he, um, we were waiting on a position to get in with the hippotherapy and they have horse therapy and they have hippotherapy. Hippotherapy is first if your child needs that. And that's exercises on the horse. And then I guess that's kind of where, you know, God has this great plan and you don't see everything and, you know, how it, like, oh, well, that's why I was on a horse farm all my life nearly, you know, growing up with, I grew up with horses and rodeoed and showed, well, because my son was going to be in horse therapy, <laughs> you know, I didn't know that. And oh, and that's why I, I became a personal fitness trainer or I became an instructor early on in life uh, and went into, or, you know, personal fitness training because God knew I was going to have to be a personal trainer to my son. <laughs> so. Well, that's so interesting because that's the next question I had was, it sounds like you too have some unique gifts. I was wondering what you had inside of you that made you able to handle this so beautifully. Like how, yeah. and not that, not without pain. And I'm a very bold person mm -hmm. and I didn't, you know, God gives all of us different gifts. And with me, um, I knew I was a bold person and I really didn't know what I was going to do. I became a, an instructor a fitness instructor uh, my junior year in high school and I knew I was a good athlete after I got out of high school um, I still kept in the fitness business and then um, uh, I started running and uh, just started you know I was just doing a few miles here and there and uh, one predict one particular day um, it was uh, an ex-boyfriend's grandma. <laughs> Her and I were best friends. When she passed, I nearly lost it. I just, you know, like, I didn't know what, what I was going to do. And I, uh, the day that uh, her name, her grandma name was Noni. And when Noni died, um, I got back from the funeral. I changed my clothes. I put on my running clothes. And I ran, I think about nine miles that day. <laughs> I didn't even know I could run nine miles. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then I really realized 
uh, wait, I'm a long distance runner now. <laughs> and, um, you know, I saw this quote that the rabbi of our synagogue, uh, I'm never on Facebook, but she, I just saw it and, and it kind of struck, strikes me as we um, talk about it. She says, pray as if everything depended on God, act as if everything depended on you. And um, it just feels like all the actions that you took have depended on your strength, your courage, your reaction to what was put in your lap. But yet your belief is so strong in the Lord, as you call yeah. him, yeah. Um, that there's this sense of ease about your actions and how you react to things because it gives you a sense of security that he is going to find, he's going to help you find the answers. Definitely. No, it's true. It's an absolute truth. I, um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to walk into a school to an IEP meeting, Price and I, we always, we always go together. So, uh, you know, going into these meetings, were really hard and you know uh they got hard and i just remember i just remember her saying well, don't you care about your son and it came like that that's exactly how she said it and her attitude was she thank god she was across the table man i've leaned across that table with my hands and said don't you dare say that to me again ever ever hmm. What's amazing to me is that you had that, I tend when I'm with doctors or teachers, I always feel like, oh, well, they're the experts and I'm the person. And what I love about what you're saying is that you really, you really trusted yourself and were like, you know, I do trust myself and I do trust my love for my son. And I know that whether you think you're doing the right thing, I know what's right for him. I've seen him, I've watched him, I trust myself. And it's just very impressive to me. I feel like I could learn a huge lesson from you in that way because I tend to be like, oh, well, the doctor said da-da-da-da-da or the teacher said da-da-da-da-da. And, and sometimes you need to say, no, I know better. I, I know better. I think it's such an important point for all listeners. Um, and it, it kind of goes back to that first moment that was so emotional for all of us when Caleb was put into your arms and the doctor said, well, well, well. Now, what was that? That was kind of like a choice, you know, whatever's put in your arms, you can see it as, yeah, this is what's put in my arms. Well, 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 yeah. but you can, you under your own breath said, not this baby. Yeah. And that okay. has carried. Well, it was not out of denial. It wasn't. No, it wasn't no, no, no. But it was out of your own strength. Yeah, it was exactly. out of your own strength that you said that. And your own choice and decision that you made to choose faith over fear. Right, absolutely. Was there ever a time to that to that point that you lost faith, that you didn't know if you could handle it? Did you ever feel, I don't mean faith in God, I mean faith no. in yourself or like well, why? Yeah, it's definitely a time when, you know, you think, man, I can't do it anymore. That really didn't hit me um, as when he was a baby. It kind of hit me, uh, not like I can't do it anymore. It wasn't, it wasn't so much like that. It was more like I'd call Erin, you know, and I'd say, she's in Tulsa and I'm here in Woodland Park, Colorado. 
I said, I'm having a Down syndrome day, man. Can you help me out? So did your daughter ever feel like, le not left out, but, you know? Oh, I know what you mean. Yes. And um, so there was a time um, she tried to take her life, you know, but that was just there. I'm not going to say that was not, that wasn't due to her brother. I'm, I'm sure there, there might have been a tiny speck of that in there, but not not to that extreme and that was during her eighth grade year it it was those are those were some tough years there boy let me say Woo. talk to your kids you got to talk to them you got to keep talking to them and um and even when you're talking to them and you think uh, they didn't hear that well one day they did because they, they made the right choice or one day they didn't and they made the wrong choice and i think it was you know, not to be like oh poor pitiful Sharon, but you know, it, it as a mom and and Price too. I'm not, not taking anything away from him. It it hurts. It hurts us deep. I pulled off the road, just sat and cried if I needed to cry. Uh, turned on some music that I like that lifts me up. When you wake up at four in the morning and these bad thoughts, as you put them, come in, or you pull off the side of the road. I think you're answering the question really is that, you know, you pray, you cry, you listen to music. What are, what are some other things that you tell yourself um, when those thoughts arise? That I know who I am. And I might be in tears or I might have a big smile on my face, but to just know who I am in Christ. I think that's the biggest thing ever. If I didn't have the Lord in my life, it would be like, I would feel like somebody trying to cross the border, needing help. That's how it would make me feel. That's a hard place to be. Especially if you're trying to be a good person and you want good in your life. And you got to surround yourself with good friends. And just knowing that you, you have that support support system around you. You gotta make time for yourself. If you would tell another mom who has a Down syndrome baby put in their arms, who doesn't know the things that you know now, what would you say to them? I guess the first word would be, you're not alone. Sharon, thank you so much. I think that that is a beautiful way to end and it shows the importance of connection, whether it be to God or friendships or family. Well, I don't know. Do you think we do the hot flash round? I think we kind of, I think it'd be real interesting to try. Sure, I think we should. Which best describes your approach to aging? A, let nature take its course, color inject, or cut me open as is necessary, or C, all of the above? Oh, no, the first one. Which do you prefer, puberty or menopause? Definitely not menopause. Pick one, screens or no screens? I'm going to say no screens. Okay. What is the best thing about insomnia? The best thing I can say is it's a good time to pray. What is the worst thing about insomnia? That your eyes feel like they're, they're going to pop out of their head, your head the next morning. What is the best or worst thing about having kids? The best is that they, they were born mm -hmm. and they were born to you. The worst? The worst thing is that you, <laughs> you have to deal with it no matter what with your kid and you can't just put them on the shelf <laughs> and walk and off. What has been the most surprising thing about being middle-aged? Everything's headed south.
And what is the best thing about being middle-aged? Look, being your, looking and being your very best. Yeah, there's and so much more, you know, there's more. And if you had to pick one word, a cuss word or otherwise to describe middle age, what would it be? I know, I kind of right now I'm in front of this lovely rug that I have down here. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> it looks like a bunch of pinwheels. It's nonstop. Yeah. And you got to keep going. Yeah, and you're a, you're a hamster man and you got to keep, you got to keep treading. Uh, someone had wrote, why would anybody want to, run up a mountain up dirt and rock and snow and sleet and hail and lightning and thunder and rain, all of the elements that you can possibly imagine and still fight your way up a mountain. And so <laughs> what's the answer? Because you can, you still have two feet. And I think, you know, if anyone was to be given this challenge of having a Down syndrome baby, yeah, it was you. And you're, you know, you are in your story today on the podcast, an example for a lot of moms who may hear this story and, and be given what you were given and be inspired by, by your, by your strength and your ability to kind of say, keep going. You get, you get what life gives you and then you get through it because you can. Yeah, I love that. And that's really, that. it's really amazing. And I can't thank you enough for joining us today. You were absolutely an inspiring guest. I appreciate your honesty. And um, I'm just so glad I got the chance to meet you. Um, and to our listeners, thank you as well for joining us. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. To learn what we're all about, visit us at themidnightramblings.com where you too can become a fansomniac. And of course, be sure to tell your friends because your support is necessary to make this thing take off. So for the Midnight Ramblings, this is Carrie Offstein-Rosenthal and Jenny Silberstein. Thank you again for joining us. We'll see you next week.